0: It there it and cut. Cut! Cut 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 to cut Cut cut. cut and Cut Cut. Let's try it again. Cut and cut. Cut Cut, cut. Check Cut it.
1: Cut it. Cut. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Cut, just another movie podcast. I'm Angie. I'm Annie. Today, actually two weeks from today, as of this recording, is gonna be the Oscars. So our episode today is going to be our Oscar picks. We just got done watching the Sags.
0: About two hours ago.
1: And so that's going to be the episode for today. For the last episode we did, if you haven't watched it or listened to it yet, it was our review on Babylon. The one before that was our review on Skin So if you haven't checked those out, you can check them out wherever you stream your podcasts. We're also on YouTube at Cut Movie Pod. We're on Twitter and Instagram, Cut Movie Pod. And we're on TikTok, which I haven't been doing very well of keeping up with. But I will be posting stuff. So we're, come and be on TikTok too. We'll be there.
0: Like Angie said, we just got done watching the uh, SAG Awards, which is a really great uh, precursor to what could possibly uh, win uh, Best Actor Actress. And we're going to break it all down for you guys because a lot of the Guild Awards, like the uh, DGA Awards that just happened this past weekend, a lot of the Union Awards sort of go into factoring who could possibly win the Oscars. And Just like we did last year, we're going to give you our picks of what we would vote for, but then also what the Academy would would vote for. So if you have an Oscar pool at your workplace with your buddies, if you want to win a couple of bucks here and there. I mean, last year we got like, what, like over 90% accurate?
1: I think so. yeah. Yeah.
0: Something like that. I feel like our picks are pretty solid. And so I feel like we're a great guide for that. And we've done a bunch of research and we watched between us, I think, Almost all the movies Um, and especially some of the smaller categories like short films, short animated films, which are to me the make or break when it comes to like pools for the Oscars. It could turn it. Because a lot of people kind of ignore those movies. To me, those are some of my favorite categories because a lot of those films are really interesting and heartfelt. And uh, yeah, let's get along with it.
1: This year, the Oscars are going to be broadcast on March 12th. For the first time for my Sling subscribers, ABC is going to be available on Sling, which it wasn't Finally. last year. So we had to get a Fubo trial.
0: And it's going to be all live. There's, <laughs> yeah. going, there's no pre-recorded awards like last right. year where they were talking about, you know, I think it was like the cinematography, all the technical awards were pre-recorded. to shorten short on time, but this year it's going to be all live.
1: It's the ninety fifth annual Oscars and this year they're gonna be hosted by Jimmy Kimmel, who hosted a few years ago, right? Yeah. This is like a second time hosting. The
0: La La Land. Oh, uh, that was that Moonlight. year. That's
1: right. Okay. That was the last year. That was a fun year.
0: That totally is. <laughs> but I think Jimmy Kimmel is a solid choice and I don't I still don't understand why they don't bring back uh, Billy Crystal or Whoopi Goldberg or... I think
1: he just doesn't want to do it because he did the commercial, like that promo. He was in the promo. <laughs> but
0: I've seen other interviews where Billy's like, they just don't ask me. Like, I don't get the call. And like, like he does a he great do- job. Yeah, what else <laughs> is he doing? But even like Whoopi Goldberg, you know, yeah. Whoopi Goldberg is on The View. Yeah. She was great too. Um, in those like, to me, the glory years of like hosts, you know.
1: Well, I just got a recap of when Hugh Jackman posted or hosted
0: oh yeah and that was
1: really good yeah he I saw really like great. the musical number that he opened with and that was amazing and I was like I can, I had completely forgotten about that
0: he's just a natural showman he's a showman and that's what the Oscars need you know mm-hmm. we talk about how the Oscars have struggled with ratings and like something to for viewers to grab onto they need someone like that and
1: that was the thing too is that with Oscar hosts especially in the last few years you're like, what are they going to say? Like, what are the punches they're going to pull? But when Hugh Jackman hosted, like, there was nothing like that. It was just like, like you said, he was just a showman. He was going out there singing songs and, like, it was just a good show. He put on a good show. And, like, I feel like that's what we need. Yeah, like,
0: I think we're beyond the whole let's pull punches and especially what happened last year with the Will Smith slap and all that. It's just like, can we just move on and focus on the nominees and the art form and all that. And so I think that's why we need sort of a showman. And I'm, I'm curious to see what Jimmy Kimmel's going to do. You know, I'm sure he's going to go after some people. Um, but at the end of the day, I just want to see a great show. And that's why, like, I think back to like the Billy Crystals and Whoopi Goldbergs and how, you know, Billy Crystal would have those like musical opening yeah. acts and like cheesy montage stuff that he would do. But I don't know. I like that shit. You know, I do too. I just want to see more of that. Anyways, we have a lot of categories to get to. So I think we should just jump in and and go for it. Uh, The first category is documentary short. So Angie, what do you have again as your pick? And then what you think the Academy is going to choose?
1: My pick and the Academy pick are the same one. And that's the Elephant Whispers. Okay. Which I really enjoyed. I saw most of the documentary shorts. The only one I didn't see was How Do You Measure a Year? But I did read up on it. And so, you know, given the information that I had, I still went for The Elephant Whispers because I felt like it was such a heartfelt story. And it was just so interesting seeing people taking care of these elephants and kind of raising these elephants and just kind of the journey. Even though it is a short film, it was like 20 minutes or something, we were still taking on this journey and it was something that I really enjoyed. And so I think that the Academy... Will pick this one. I picked it. I think they'll pick it too.
0: Yeah, I thought it was a a beautiful short too. It's streaming on Netflix if you want to watch it. And I recommend all these shorts like um, the Martha Mitchell effect, Stranger at the Gate. From my pick, I'm I pick Hall Out. I
1: loved Hall Out. If I was gonna vote,
0: because it didn't, it didn't look like a documentary. The way that it was shot and edited, literally, I thought the same thing. Film. Just a little quick premise. It's about uh, the walruses, and there's a, a was it like a microbiologist?
1: Yeah, and he lives there. No, for, no, it's a marine biologist. He lives there for the time where and they it's do this little
0: like shack. The big haul out. Literally, from one moment the beach is empty.
1: That shot. And then the next was so moment, so cool when he opens the door. That
0: thousands so cool. of walruses on the shore, and it's shock It like it almost doesn't seem real, but it's totally real, and. There's no talking heads. There's no...
1: There's hardly any dialogue, really.
0: Yeah, it's just him kind of narrating. And then there's text at the end that shows you, like, why he was there and who he is and all that. But it isn't until the very end. Um, but I like that approach to the documentary. It was different, more different than all the other ones. Um, so I would vote for uh haul out. Uh, but I think the Academy is going to go for the uh, elephant whispers, like you said. Next up is live action short. Um, What do you have for that?
1: Same. I have uh, Academy and my pick as the same one, which is Le Poupil, which is a story about girls in like a, I think they're like at a religious school, religious orphanage, something like that. And they put on a play um, and it's, was it produced by?
0: Guaron? Yeah. Yeah. It was directed by Alice. Uh, Roar Watcher, and it was produced by Alfonso Cuaron. And
1: that one's on Disney+.
0: I'm also going to go with Les Poupie as uh, the Academy voting and what I would vote for. Um, I think the Academy is just going to go for names a, they know. Names they know <laughs> and that's the sad thing of like the Academy is that I feel like maybe me and you watch these things more than they do, especially some of the older members. And they'd sort of kind of dismiss or, or, um, get jaded with the fact that the, they are in the Academy sort of dismiss these like shorter categories and are like, Oh, you know, here's a name that I know I'm going to just vote for that because I, their track record is good, you know? And so normally the Academy sort of goes for that regardless of like the other category, the other nominees, or if they have a short or long history. So I'm thinking that Le Poupie is, is going to be uh, the vote for the Academy. And to me, it's that's the safe bet if you're going to, if you're going to vote for that category.
1: The next category is animated short. Manny, what do you have for this one?
0: These were all really great. I, I loved all of them.
1: They were all really good,
0: but I would vote for the ice merchants. That I was love the, best one. the story. I love the animation style. Um, and there was no dialogue. It was all visual. It was all music. It was all the sound effects. And that hit like my heart. Just the story of this man and his son and, mm-hmm. and they're delivering ice to this village down below them. And they live in this, you know, this little. Which, off like, the why cliff. would you live there? Exactly. <laughs> right? Like when
1: the climax happens, I was like, why are you even there to
0: begin with? And even before the climax, you see how fragile their homestead is. The animation style was like so creative and and um, and um, like I said, I love the fact that there was no dialogue. It was all visual and sound and um, I would vote for that. I think the Academy though is going to go for the boy, the mole, the fox and the horse, which I didn't know before watching it that it was like a major book.
1: I could see that. I didn't know that either.
0: Oprah talked about it. Um, it was produced by J.J. Abrams and Bad Robot it was on Apple Plus again going back to the Quaron and you know the Academy I feel like is going to go for these like you know shorter films but that have a lot of big names behind it so that's why I think like the Academy is going to go for that what, what do you have?
1: I have both for Ice Merchants okay. I really loved Ice Merchants I wasn't expecting to love it as much as I Well, same, well with like short films you kind of just don't know Especially, like, I was going into these not really knowing much about the story, the synopsis. I kind of wanted to go in blind, and so right. I did. And, yeah, so I voted Ice Merchants as my pick and Academy pick. I understand why The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse would win. The Boy, the Mole was a little, like, too in your face, like, right. hand-fed, where I was just like, okay, this is, like, yeah. going to be a Disney— this, this seems like a Disney movie at this point, because mm-hmm. it's, like, you know— because ice merchants didn't have dialogue to get that much of an emotion with no dialogue, I thought was really impressive. And like you said, the animation was really, really great. And I thought the story was really great too. So I think they're going to vote for that.
0: Just to go back to what I was talking about with like the union votings, uh, the boy, the mole, the fox and the horse won the Annie's for special production. The Annie's are like the animation Academy awards, where it's just animated movies. And um, it won the BAFTA, which are the British Academy Awards. Um, I kind of, I have a give and take with it because the BAFTAs aren't the same membership. I don't care
1: about the BAFTA, But you do
0: have a little bit of crossover. Right. But Ice Merchants did win the Annie Short Subject Award. So.
1: I think they're going to pull it out. I think yeah. they're going
0: to do it. The dark horse who it. I want to win, though, is my year of dicks. <laughs> Just because I want someone to say Because I want someone to to say say My Ear of Dicks. I mean, they're going to say it for the nominees, but that was a very creative... I did
1: enjoy My Ear of Dicks. I enjoyed it.
0: Pamela Ribbon, who uh, It's Her Life, she wrote uh, Moana, which I didn't know, which I thought was really cool. But even like The Flying Sailor, which is based on a true story I know that story too. I knew the story before I
1: saw the short. And so I was like, oh, The Flying Sailor, it's going to be about this. And it was. And I don't know. It was... I don't know. It didn't evoke the same feeling as Ice Merchants did. Yeah. Even yeah. like The Boy and the Mole like kind of did at first, but I think it was a little bit too long. And so I was like, okay, get it. Like, and it got this is family. A bit. Like, yeah, you yeah. know.
0: They're all worth checking out. And Definitely. Uh, this
1: is compared to last year. Because last year when I watched the animated shorts, there was like two where I was like, why is this nominated? <laughs> this is awful. Whereas this, everything I saw was amazing.
0: Moving on to best visual effects, to me this is like this is easy, a
1: shoe in, <laughs> and I didn't even see
0: this movie. Yeah, what do you have for uh, best beju- visual I effects? Have
1: Avatar: The Way of Water. I think if it doesn't win, James Cameron is going to like fling himself off a cliff. Like, yeah,
0: his head's going to explode, yeah. and just he's going to like excommunicate himself from the from the Academy. But yeah, I agree. I think I'd pick Avatar. The Academy is going to pick Avatar. There's no way that it's going to lose to the Batman, Black Panther, Top Gun, right. all white on the Western front. I won the BAFTA too, uh, for whatever that's worth. But yeah, there's it's a slam dunk. If, they, if you're, vo- if you're b- betting someone for visual effects, choose Avatar. And uh, if you lose money, I will pay you that money. That's, that's how confident. Email us. Yeah, email <laughs> show us. Show us receipts. Comment, uh, DM us, and uh, yeah, show us receipts. But yeah, that, that's an easy one.
1: Next up, we have sound which I was always confused about. And I know I talked about this the last podcast because it was two categories before sound
0: mixing, sound sound sound. editing.
1: And I'm so glad they just made it. Do you
0: want me to re-explain it? Because
1: us normies are like sound is sound,
0: but it's not, it's more complicated. Except it is
1: now because it's just one category.
0: Yeah. Because the Oscars want people to watch.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So who do you have for best sound?
1: I have all quiet on the Western front for me and the Academy. My other would be maybe Top Gun Maverick just because the sound is so good in that and sound is such a big part of that movie. But I just, I have to go with All Quiet on the Western Front.
0: For myself, what I would pick, Top Gun Maverick. And I think the Academy is going to go with Top Gun mm, Maverick because they need to give it something. <laughs> That's um, totally fair. All Quiet on the Western Front won the BAFTA. So, and it has been getting a little bit of steam in some other categories as we'll get to. But I think Top Gun, just technically, it was such a, a big movie. It made a lot of money. Like I said, it it's nominated in other categories, but obviously the sound was such a big character to it. And uh, I feel like they need to give it something. And I think sound is going to be one of those technical categories that it's going to take away. I wouldn't be surprised if Avatar maybe takes it as well. Um. All Quiet on the Western Front was great as well. But I I think because America, (laughs) I think Top Gun is is going to get it.
1: (laughs) For production design, who do you have?
0: For this one, I align with what I think the Academy is going to do. So I would vote for Babylon. Shocking, I know. Yeah. Especially if you watched our uh, (laughs) Babylon review, which you should. Again, watch our stuff on YouTube where we do a video podcast or... Again, streaming, wherever you listen to podcasts. I think that's one of the things that they got right. (laughs) Fair. In that film. Well,
1: not really, but fair. Well, I know you had (laughs) objections
0: to uh, hair stylings. And outfits. And outfits. Just overall, because Babylon, I think, is nominated for like six Oscars, I think. They're going to share the wealth. Mm -hmm. Um, The only other one that I could see maybe taking it is Elvis. But I think... The Academy I still has a heart for films that are about movies. And I think if they're going to give one away to to that type of movie, I think it's going to be a production design. And so I think it's Academy and me are going to vote for Babylon. What about you?
1: I have Elvis for okay. both. And the reason I picked that for both, well, also for me is because it's Baz Luhrmann. Like they have to go for Baz Luhrmann, but also because it's based on real sets that actually happened and the fact that they could recreate those sets with such <clears throat> authenticity, I think will really work in their favor. So like you have his like special that he did and then you have his first performance and I
0: Mills think Vegas.
1: costuming in Vegas and all that stuff is really going to play into it. And just the fact that it's the Baz Luhrmann whimsy is really going to play into it. So I think that the Academy is going to vote for Elvis.
0: The only thing that, kind of pushed me because i was undecided of whether to go with elvis and babylon so it was between those two the only thing that pushed me towards babylon is that it won the bafta and like i said there's a little bit of crossover not 100 percent, but it's in people's it's in the conversation and so i i feel like if people don't watch babylon they're gonna be like oh they won the bafta let me just vote for it or whatever but um those are good points with elvis that they are re- recreating a lot of what existed and they did a really good job with it, you know, and Baslerman is crazy. That movie's just wild. <laughs> Moving on to best makeup and hairstyling, what do you have for this? I those. have Elvis
1: for this one again. Okay. For me and the Academy. And I feel like another front runner would probably be The Whale just because of Brendan Fraser's transformation. Right but the whale's really depressing. And so I don't think they're going to go for that. And me personally, I would still go for Elvis just because I think not only with Austin Butler's transformation, which with Austin Butler, wasn't even really a transformation as far as makeup and hair. His was more of like an intrinsic, like internal transformation, but the costuming is so great too. I what do also you have, have
0: Elvis. Elvis. I would vote for Elvis. And I think the Academy is going to mm-hmm. go for Elvis. Um, For all the reasons that you said, I think the whale, even though that makeup was incredible, and especially all the shots of like uh, Brendan Fraser, like full on. Because I thought like before I saw that film, I thought it was just gonna be like from like the neck or the waist up. No, it's not. It's not. (laughs) It's like literally in the nude and and full body shots and all that stuff. Um, and yeah, I think they did an amazing job with that but like you said i feel like it's on the depressing side and elvis is so action-packed and full of energy and and just what austin Butler did with elvis is like just bringing him back to life and not even with makeup just with his dedication to the role that all of that is going to be just a much more uh, an attractive package for academy voters to be like elvis yeah. check it off
1: Next category we have is editing. So who do you have for editing?
0: Best film editing, I, I'm i going to align with the Academy and it's going to be everything, everywhere, all at once. I think the misconception with editing is that the most edits equals best film editing. And so like if you go back to like Vice and fucking... Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. I was just thinking
1: of Bohemian Rhapsody.
0: Uh, even though everything, everywhere, all at once is kind of very like in your face at I times. I was going to
1: say the cuts are pretty
0: But I think harsh because of the narrative that they're representing throughout the whole movie, I think it fits that style. I think, you know, with like Bohemian Rhapsody, that was out of necessity because of how badly directed that film was. And to me, it's like one of the worst best editing awards totally. ever given totally in Oscar history and yeah the, the editing kind of saved the movie but it was still fucking terrible um but I think with everything everywhere all at once that was the style that was established and so it fits the narrative and um and it's so dense but it's not because they're trying to show off or like because of it was just badly constructed I think that was part of the narrative from the very beginning and so I, I think to me that's why it's gonna win um, best editing you know the rest Elvis speaking of over the top editing to me Elvis is yeah is guilty of that you know to me I saw sequences <clears throat> I almost stopped watching that movie because <laughs> I was like where is this going you have the Star Trek Enterprise like it's like
1: weird whiplash with through, that movie yeah. like you
0: know and I get what Baselman was going for but to me that seemed a little like it was like trying too much I and- have
1: Tar for me and the Academy. And it's for the opposite reason, or not the opposite, I guess, kind of similar reasons, because the way it's edited is so smooth, I think, Mm -hmm. that everything just kind of flows together so nicely, like one scene to the next, one cut to the next. And that's why I voted for it, and that's why I think the Academy is gonna vote for it, is because I think maybe they're gonna stop doing this weird, jolty kind of back and forth editing style, like, unfortunately, Bohemian Rhapsody, but you did bring up a good point is that Everything Everywhere All At Once kind of calls for that type of editing because of the way the story is told and the narrative and your time jumping and universe jumping. So it calls for this weird, aggressive kind of back and forth editing. But that's why I voted for TARS because I feel like the editing was so smooth that a lot of times you couldn't even really tell where the cuts were. Right,
0: right. I don't know. I just I just think like TARS also so well shot and like the compositions are so well done that like you said, it is seamless. Um, but Maybe it's too seamless for the voters, you know, if you're voting for best editing to me, that's connects with best picture. And so that's another reason why I'm going with everything, everyone at once, because it, I mean, technically you're watching the edited film right? and that's the final version. And so you would want to go for that, but that's just the way that my mind works. And so um, I think it's going to go that way, but I could see Tara too, you know, coming out of, kind of left field and, and winning best film editing. Next up, best costume design. Who do you have for uh, costume design?
1: I have Elvis for me and the Academy. For all As of the I. aforementioned reasons uh, for uh, production design and makeup and hairstyling. Pretty much all the same.
0: I was leaning toward Mrs. Harris Ghost to Paris because it is a costume piece. It's like of an era. And
1: it's Paris.
0: Yes, and the academy is kind of a sucker for that. But I feel like the academy that is now like ten thousand members, roughly—we don't really uh, know—but it's around that number has evolved and can isn't just going to go for like a time period piece, like you know, like Barry Lyndon, or you know, um, of just that era where it's just like long dresses and
1: frock films. You know
0: exactly. (laughs) And so I think it's going to go for Elvis. Uh, it won the BAFTA. And so I think the same. It's I would vote for Elvis and I think the Academy is going to go for Elvis. Dark Horse, Babylon.
1: I would say Dark Horse, Black Panther. Because that me mm-hmm. was amazing. Mm-hmm. That costume was really, really good. So I think Black Panther could take it too. Over even Babylon, honestly.
0: Up next is one of my favorite categories, Best Cinematography. Um, Who do you have for uh, Best Cinematographer?
1: I have All Quiet on the Western Front.
0: So you have for both? For both. I have me
1: and the Academy for that. The Academy? Okay. Mm -hmm. Why? I just think (laughs) the way it looks, I know it's like a war film and, you know, we're all tired of war war films or whatever. And a lot of times with war films, I find it very easy to get bored, especially because I don't particularly like war films that much because it's always the same kind of War, look at how terrible this war is. Oh, we're all dying in the war. We're all young and dying in the war. You know, like that's how every war film is. But something about this, especially with the runtime it has, because it was long, really, really kept my attention. And I think a lot of it was how beautifully it was shot and how beautiful it looks. And even, you know, those more harrowing scenes where you have people dying in trenches and, you know, horses fucking dying and all that stuff. It was still shot so well that I found it Easy, Not easy to watch, but enjoyable in a sense to watch. And that's, I don't know. I feel like the Academy is kind of going to lean the same way.
0: I think the Academy is going to go all quiet on the Western front. It won the BAFTA. But again, I think that's a little biased.
1: I mean, obviously it was going to win the BAFTA.
0: Who I would vote for is Tar. I thought Tar was really incredibly shot, like I alluded to before, um, in editing. Um, but I see what you're saying with All Quiet on the Western Front. The thing with that film is that it just reminds me of 1917.
1: And that's why I liked it so much. <laughs> yeah.
0: And the thing with 1917 is that it was 1917 was like the illusion that it was like one continuous shot. And it was shot by Roger Deacons. Seeing all the quiet all quiet on the Western Front so recently connected with 1917, it's like I kind of had seen this before. Mm-hmm. And like the loss of innocence and especially I remember with nineteen seventeen, those like uh scenes in the dark with the fire. Yeah. And those those, those were are so fucking great. Incredible. And that's like Deacons. If you haven't like, seen
1: nineteen seventeen, it's incredible.
0: That's where Deacons really uh shows off and how great he is and, I and don't he's know. nominated for if Empire I, of Light.
1: If you hadn't told me it was Deacons, I don't know if I'd be able to tell it was Deacons. Really? That movie felt more Sam Mendes than it did Deacons, if that makes any sense. Yeah. It was shot well. Like it, it looked really good, but right. I wouldn't have been able to tell.
0: Next up is best original song. Who do you have? I have a feeling I know who you're going to vote for.
1: I have a feeling everybody knows who I'm going to vote for.
0: Who you're going to vote for.
1: Who everyone should vote for is not to not to from RRR, which I think the Academy's going to vote for too. Like, yeah they can't not vote for that song.
0: I also agree I would vote for Triple R and I think the academy is going to go for Triple R. To me I'm sad that it's not nominated for international uh international uh film, but you told me that it wasn't their India submission. Wasn't, it do was you know not what their the submission.
1: submission was? I don't know what their submission was actually.
0: A lot of people were shocked that it wasn't nominated for that. Yeah. But it wasn't their fault. It was just that you know, each is, country submits who yeah. they want to be nominated and just Triple R wasn't one, which just totally mine blows the mind yeah. that like it wasn't for that, especially with how popular it's been in America compared to all the other one, films that are nominated.
1: I've heard I mean, all the other songs. They're Lady, not that good. G-
0: the Lady Gaga Lady song, Gaga song for sucks. Maverick. Like- you know, Top Gun, Maverick. I don't know what the, they were thinking with that, but...
1: Sorry, Miss Gaga. You're yeah. not getting it this time.
0: But I think it's going to be Not Too, not to, And I'm expecting a big musical number. Anything else would be uh, a crime against everything.
1: <laughs> In the same vein as the original song, we have Score. Who do you have for Score?
0: I think the Academy is going to go for Babylon. But I would go for the Banshees. I really love the music for Banshees. I think it matched the images and the scenery and the location that we talked about with like editing and cinematography. I would vote for that. Uh, Fableman's I know it's John Williams, but I don't, I don't think it's his best, you know? And, um, and the rest of the scores, I don't really remember. They don't really stand out to me at all. Uh, but Banshees is the one that really did stick out and like, and mesh with the film the best. But I think the Academy is going to go with Babylon because Justin Hurwitz is a familiar name. He won for La La Land, and Babylon does have some catchiness. But again, plugging our Babylon review is just a rehash of La 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 Land Land. Part Two. Yeah, exactly.
1: Which I love La La Land. Anybody who knows me knows knows I I love love that that movie.
0: But the fact that it doesn't evolve, it doesn't go. Anywhere really, and it's just a rehash, uh, I don't think I wouldn't vote for it, but I think it's the safe bet.
1: I want um Banshees to win, but I think they're gonna go Babylon just because it's Hollywood and it's Justin Hurwitz and I just think they're gonna go with the safe bet for sure on this right. one, too.
0: Coming up to another one of my favorite uh categories, best documentary feature, and this one is tough because I think they're all fucking solid.
1: They're all so good. And they're all really good.
0: During a war season, they've kind of split up a little bit. Um but what do you have before I say So before I
1: say who I have, I think that if you get a chance to watch all of these, I think you should cuz they're all so so good. Yeah. They're all There's not a bad one in the bunch, honestly. They're all really really good. But for my pick and what I think the academy what I, I guess what I hope that they're going to pick is Navalny cuz Navalny is amazing. It's it's so good. Like all of the nominees are really good, but this one is just like
0: really good. So <laughs> Navalny It's very good. Yeah. Do you want to tell them what So Navalny is
1: about um Alexei Navalny who was attempted assassination by Putin. So he was running against he was like going to be one of the guys that was against Putin, like he was running against Putin. And then all of a sudden he gets mysteriously poisoned and everyone's like, what happened? He had this emergency on a plane. And it's like the whole documentary crew is following him throughout this whole thing. And he's trying to figure out who did it. And then it turns out that the poison that they ended up using is like Putin's calling card, basically, like it's literally the only poison that he uses. And so the documentary unfolds and where they're trying to find enough informants so that they have enough evidence to be like it was them. They were trying to keep me from running It was well. And like just the way it unfolds is so awesome. And just like the climax of the documentary is so good that it just like, I wasn't expecting for it to grab me as hard as it did. And it Uh literally had me on the edge of my seat. Like it was so good.
0: That's a great one. I think the Academy for me is going to go for it. So I think it is going to win the Oscar. What I would vote for another split on my end. I would vote for all the beauty and the bloodshed. Uh, That documentary is another one of those that kind of, like you said, with uh, Navalny, like grabbed you. That one initially grabbed me from just even the trailer. It's about the uh, OxyContin epidemic and uh, Nina Golden, who, if you don't know who she is, she's uh, in the art world. She's a famous photographer. And she was once addicted to OxyContin and was able to get out of it. And so she goes to uh, many museums and the Sattler, Sattler family, who is responsible for promoting OxyContin. Um, she goes against them and is trying to like get their names off all these museums, museums like the Louvre, the Met, um, Guggenheim, et cetera. But it also dives into her own personal family and and it's it's really like it's like two stories in one and it goes into her life story but also the epidemic when it comes to uh pharmaceutical uh drugs and all that um and but also like fire of love like oh like i'm
1: saying if there is one category in the entire oscars that you watch every single movie it has to be this one
0: as far as award season goes, Fire of Love won the Director's Guild. So there's possible upset. Navalny won the Producers Guild, which happened this weekend, and won the BAFTA. So again, I think that Navalny's going to win the Oscar, but I would vote for uh, All the Beauty and the Bloodshed personally.
1: Next, we have Animated Feature. This one this is a historically slam has been any Disney, Disney Pixar movie. But,
0: but but I think it's a slam dunk. It's going to be Pinocchio. I think G- so, too. Guillermo del Toro's uh, Pinocchio. It's won every big award. The PGA, Producers Guild, Annie's Best Feature won the BAFTA. It's theirs to lose at this point, you know.
1: Although I will say Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. So good. <laughs> I just saw that. Hearing. It's so good. I, I
0: didn't watch it. It's really I, good. I still have yet to come across it, but I heard that it's like really good. Um, Turning Red is really good. I, know I just you- think
1: Pinocchio checks all the boxes. Just the fact that it's a stop motion animated and just like all the work that went into it. Right. They have to give it to them. Like they have to.
0: But it's also I think it's... And it's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But also again it's going to the uh, well-known name. Right. That it's Del Toro and uh, not to say that like it's just a given but I mean it's still a great movie and he's just a great filmmaker. You know, regardless if it's a live action, animated, whatever, uh, it's still going to be a great movie. So I think it's a slam dunk. That's another one of those. If you're betting with a friend, uh, I would bet all your house money on on, uh, Pinocchio.
1: (laughs) For international feature, what do you have?
0: So this one was a tough choice because originally I had Argentina 1985, which is based on a true story. It follows this dictatorship that was happening in Argentina back in 1985, which is in the title. It won the Golden Globe, and it's a really great drama. But recently, All Quiet on the Western Front has been getting a lot of traction. It won the BAFTA for for Best Picture for them and Best International Feature. And it is a great movie. Like It's it's really well done. And I know we talked about how we're getting kind of tired of (laughs) war movies and all that. But I think the Academy is a sucker for that. And so I think the Academy is going to go for All Quiet on the Western Front. And I think I would go for that as well.
1: I'm going to echo the same thing you just said. I voted for All Quiet for both categories, me and the Academy, just because, like you said, the Academy is a sucker for that. Even when I was watching it, I was like, this is going to get stuff. It was a really engaging story and it was... It wasn't what I expected from watching or from hearing about that movie. When we put it on, I was just kind of like, okay, like it's going to be another war movie. I wasn't expecting to be Mm -hmm. as into it as I was.
0: Now we're getting to the real deal. The last few categories, best adapted screenplay. Who do you have?
1: I have All Quiet on the Western Front.
0: Both. So you would, oh, for both? For both. Okay.
1: And that's piggybacking on Oscars or suckers for war movies. And also me. <laughs> <laughs> also you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: I have a split and this has been a trend with my, with my ballot. What I think the Academy is going to vote for is All Quiet on the Western Front. Okay. Because it's a well-known book. And again, for all the reasons that we talked about, and it's a one movie it. and it's well done and whatever. What I would vote for? Women talking.
1: Ooh. Okay. Sarah
0: Pauly. I really love that movie. It was in my top five of... Uh, I
1: really love that movie too.
0: 2022, 2023. That movie was great. I know for a lot of people, it was like whatever, and it wasn't marketed well, and people didn't even know it existed. It wasn't marketed well. It wasn't at all. And it's a shame, but it's definitely worth watching. I haven't read the book. The film kind of spoke for itself, and I thought it was really well done. And if you compare it to Top Gun Maverick... To me, why is that right. even nominated? Right. I have no idea. Or um, even
1: like, sorry, but, Ryan, but Glass Onion. Yeah,
0: it's. I have mixed feelings about that movie just overall. I thought it was good, but I I didn't think it was great. And I thought the first one was a lot better. Uh, to me, Women Talking was just, it's for me, the clear, stronger screenplay out of all of them.
1: Next, we have Original Screenplay. Who do you have for that one? This one I
0: do align with. It's
1: getting tough. This one I do align with.
0: The Academy and I would vote for Banshees.
1: Banshees. I have that too. Nice.
0: I think that's the first one we've like lined up with. I think so too. I thought it was just such a great story. Um, And yeah, you do have Gleason and uh, Colin coming back, but it's in a different setting uh, you know, Sharon doesn't exist. It's not a real place in Ireland. Um, but it does kind of surround itself with like the civil war and that era. Um, but I just, I thought the dialogue was just so well written and perfectly written for those characters and the world building and all of that. Um, it won the BAFTA for original screenplay, which is kind of expected. Um, the dark horse, I think would be everything everywhere all at once. Um, but for some reason that film, I mean, there's some great dialogue in that film between characters, but it just doesn't stand out for me as much as Banshees did.
1: I think Banshees stands out more because like, if you are to explain the movie, it sounds boring when you're just like, it's about this and this and this and this but with the dialogue that they have in that movie, it makes it so much more interesting and so much more meaningful. And when you talk about it, you're literally like, it's literally just about this. And you're like, that's dumb. (laughs) But because of the way they make, you know, the way they talk and the way they have the dialogues like dished out, I think it makes it work.
0: Right. And that's a good point. It's kind of the brilliance and the simplicity of it. Yeah. Where with like everywhere, uh, with everything everywhere, it's complicated and it is hard to like, if you tell someone like, oh, what's the movie about? You're like, You're like um, <laughs> how much time you have? Whereas you
1: know? with Banshees, if you tell someone what it's about, they say that sounds dumb <laughs> or not dumb, but like,
0: I think you'll get boring. Both. I think you'll get That's yeah. boring or like, oh, I can relate to that.
1: You have to see it like just to see how it's laid out. And, and I think that the screenplay is a really big part in it being so interesting and so heart-wrenching and so emotional and kind of something that you can really relate to.
0: I mean, it took turns that I didn't even realize. And I was like, oh shit, like that's going to happen. That just happened. Coming down to our last six categories. And here we go with the actors and actresses. Best supporting actress. Who do you have?
1: I have Angela Bassett for both. Just because she's been dominating and I did see Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. She's incredible in it, which... I mean, with Angela Bassett, she's never not incredible right. in anything. And I'm shocked that it's taken this long. And the fact that it's a Marvel movie kind of disappoints me that it's taken a Marvel movie for her to be acknowledged and how great of an actress she is. But I mean, if she wins it, she wins it. And I hope she does. And I think they're going to I think they're going to go for Angela Bassett in this one. Tonight's she's amazing.
0: results with the sags didn't throw you off at all.
1: No, actually, they didn't okay. because that was whack.
0: Okay, <laughs> so it kind of threw me off. And as we were watching the SAGs, that was like the first kind of major. If that award. happens,
1: I'm gonna be so mad. <laughs> and
0: it, I mean, Twitter was all a buzz of like, "Oh shit, there's an upset." You know, I don't
1: think that's gonna matter.
0: I like you thought that Angela Bassett had it in the bag, but what I think is gonna happen is this: I think. I would vote for Angela Bassett, but I think the Academy is going to go for Jamie Lee Curtis. And it's sorry, Jamie,
1: but I hope they don't.
0: And it's, and it has to do with like, well, here's the thing too. Like this whole award season is a lot of campaigns. These actors are coached into saying certain things because it's going to Change their odds as, as far as being winning, you know, uh, an Academy Award. And that's yeah. like the big prize at the end of award season. So I think that Jamie Lee Curtis and the speeches she gave, that's like a big shove to her side, you know. Um, and her parents were actors. I hope and you're wrong. History. I, yeah, <laughs> I hope I'm wrong too. That's why I said like <laughs> that I would vote for Angela Bassett. That's yeah. That's my vote. But I think the Academy is going to swing to jamie Lee curtis and Carrie Condon. she's to me the dark horse she won oh, the she got the bafta yeah. obviously but that whole category is stacked with you it's know great it's it's one of the strongest categories in, in all the academy awards really? so um you can't go wrong with any one of them but i i hope i am wrong for sure yeah but i i think it's gonna go to to jamie lee for for all the wrong reasons <laughs>
1: okay <laughs> Next, we have actor in a supporting role. Who do you have? Should I This ask? is
0: another slam dunk just with uh, best animated feature and best visual effects. It's going to go to Kihui Kwan. It has to. It has to. It has it's, to. It's one of those two where like, if he doesn't get it, then yeah. I'm just going to stop We're watching. are three now. <laughs> you know, award yeah. shows. <laughs> he won tonight for the Screen Actors Guild. Um, He's
1: won everything but the BAFTA, which yeah. is not surprising.
0: He's gonna get it. He's been like the heartwarming story all award season, the comeback kid, and he completely deserves it. I thought his role was Absolutely. incredible. Besides all the side things of him not being able to be casted in movies and yeah. how he sort of quit being an actor and was working behind the scenes and and all that. Um, but that that role for everything everywhere it's like he was born for that role
1: i love when they take actors who you wouldn't necessarily expect to turn out a performance like that and then like the right role just kind of lands in their lap not lands in their lap but like the right role just kind of comes to them and they're just like incredible and you're just like wow i had no idea that this person could do that
0: i think that's the role of a lifetime for him and i think he deserves it and i think again if (laughs) anyone else wins it People are going to be throwing their like <laughs> whatever they have on them versus yeah. wallets and just booing and it's going to be a, a disaster. But yeah, he's he's a no brainer that he's going to win it
1: for actress in a leading role. Who do you have?
0: <sighs> this was fucking tough. This was really tough. I would vote for Michelle Yeoh. And I think the Academy is going to go Michelle I think Yeoh. so,
1: too. That's what yeah. I voted for, too.
0: Kay Blanchett is a close second yeah she won the bafta she's incredible in tar but also she had
1: originally picked her for the academy but no
0: <laughs> i mean kate's won it twice that's yeah. the other thing mm-hmm. yeah her and, and
1: keek it's it's their year i
0: was waiting for the sag like if mm-hmm. for whatever reason kate got the sag i think it would complicate it even more um but michelle getting the sag i think kind of just Really solidifies that she's gonna she's yeah. gonna get the Oscar and she has all this momentum building up to uh, to March twelfth. So I think Michelle Yeoh is gonna get it. So you have
1: I have Michelle Yeoh for both in the Academy. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm.
0: three more left. Best Actor in a leading role. Who do you have?
1: I'm torn on this one, so I have a-, a split. I hope it goes my way. Um, for me, I have Brendan Fraser. But I think the Academy is going to go Austin Butler. Okay. I think they're going to go Austin. Austin was the only thing I liked about Elvis because he fully became Elvis. And that was great.
0: And he's and, still Elvis.
1: And I love that. Let him be fucking Elvis as long as he fucking wants. Honestly, I don't care. I will come to his defense. Let him do it. I don't care. He's not hurting anybody. He's just being Elvis. Okay. Um. So yeah, I think Academy will go Elvis and I would love Brendan Fraser to win, but, Brendan's been winning, sort. Of. I feel like they've been like neck neck. What they've been winning,
0: yeah. So so Austin Buller won the BAFTA. Uh, Brendan Fraser won the SAG. So it's like neck and neck. Of, and then
1: Austin won the Golden Globe.
0: Yeah, but I mean that's who cares. We don't really care about. <laughs> we don't really count the Golden Globes because it's right. all foreign.
1: So I think it's supposedly more going, journalists. Yeah. Who do you have?
0: So I have the flip. Oh, I would vote for Austin Butler, but I think the Academy is going to go Brendan Fraser. OK, I love Brendan Fraser as well. I love his comeback story too. just like keep um, on. Yeah, all his like speeches and his interviews have been so heartfelt and but there's something about the whale.
1: I did have a problem with the whale, too,
0: that just didn't sit right with me. It's really hard to describe to put into words. Like
1: It was a different performance out of him that I hadn't seen, which was great. And there were moments in that movie where he really shined and it was just like, oh, this is like a really great performance. This is a really great movie. But then it teetered also into like, almost like a caricature yeah. of a fat guy. right? And it kind of felt a little unsavory at times where you were just like, Ugh, you know, but the moments where it worked and they really kind of melded was really good.
0: You know, the scenes where he's like overeating and like, you know, to, you know, to sort of calm his anxiety and his fears with his daughter and, and all that. Seem kind of like an easy like cop out, like a trope. Yeah, a like a person. trope. But yeah, I think the trope of like the overeating and was just just didn't sit right with me. He performed it well, but I I just he
1: performed well with what he was given.
0: Yeah, is yeah,
1: it's kind of that sort of thing.
0: And I think with Austin Butler, the contrast of that is that he just like not to say that Brendan didn't do this, but he was like completely like into Elvis and like he talked about putting like stuff on the walls news like clippings freak, like <laughs> and just completely method yeah, and yeah I know there's stories out there where it's like completely unnecessary and like actors sort of abuse that and and make people around them feel like shit but it doesn't sound like Austin did that without Austin Butler I, you don't have that movie no and with Brandon Fraser you could
1: have another have guy, another guy
0: you know, you could have another movie without Brendan Fraser. Um, and so I think that's where like the backstory with Brendan Fraser gets kind of like mixed with like right. the reality of the performance. Like where, Darren
1: like, should be happy.
0: That, yeah, that, that, yeah, exactly. You know? And and that's where you kind of have to separate the performance with Brendan's right. ba- baggage of like how. But that's he has, what I'm
1: saying. I feel like the Oscars are suckers for, yeah. which is not to say we're being suckers for that. Like we love a comeback story. And in Brendan's instance, it's warranted, and he deserves it for yeah, sure. Yeah,
0: totally. I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve it at all, but if I had to pick, right. I think I would vote for the Edge for the Austin. But I think the Academy's and I go think with Brendan,
1: Brendan or Austin, I think either, either of them yeah. are amazingly deserved of it, right? For sure. Right.
0: Second to last, best director. Who do you have?
1: So I have another split.
0: Oh, really?
1: I have Todd Field for Tar. For me. Whoa. And for the Academy, I think they're going to go Spielberg. What? Yeah. Fold I know. I know. <laughs> I know. What? I think so. I don't know. The Daniels love you guys, but I don't, I don't know. I, I wow. feel, I feel something weird to Bruin.
0: I mean, there's always some craziness. Yeah. With the Oscars. Okay. That took me aback. So, so you would vote for Todd field. I would vote
1: for Todd field.
0: And you think the Academy is going to go Spielberg.
1: I think they might go Spielberg
0: just because it's his just like because personal it's Fable story. And
1: it's like my story. And I love Hollywood and blah, 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 movies, his, like, blah, you know, although I've heard he's going back to horror, which I hope he fucking does. Cause that'd be amazing.
0: I am going to line up with <laughs> the Academy. And I think the Daniels are going to take it. And I would vote for the Daniels. They won the director's guild. So they have that going for them. The Daniels just killed it with that film. Like, I don't. If you were to tell me, like, anyone else making that movie, I'd be hard pressed to come up with a name that could come up with something so original. I mean, Todd Field did a great job with Tar, Um, Mar McDonough, Banshees was great, Triangle of Sadness, uh, Ruben Austin was great too. But I think. (laughs) <laughs> triangle of Santa just kind of pushes things a little I too far. I can't believe Triangle
1: and, was even in any of the was, things was so was it was like, in.
0: I was happy. No, like
1: I think it's great, but like I'm surprised. Yeah. I am surprised that it kind of like shoved is, its way and right, like it's right. insane.
0: Spielberg, I get what you're saying about that he's sort of the sentimental choice and for his career and it's his life and, and all that. But I just, I... I hope you're right. I don't think it's going to happen. I hope you're right. I don't think it's going to happen. That would be shocking because (laughs) then it would set up Best Picture as like a free for all.
1: Which I hope it is.
0: Before we get to Best Picture, I should probably reemphasize that all the categories besides Best Picture are voted on.
1: Dumb voting
0: for Best Picture. By their category. So Best Director is voted by other directors, directors, not actors. That's why the union vote is so big. And so for the acting category is just actors voting for actors and cinematographers voting for cinematographers. The only one that has everyone voting for it is Best Picture, which we're about to get to. And here I go with the re-explaining of Best Picture. Okay. So for all the categories, it's whoever gets the most votes wins the category. So if it's like 80 for Spielberg, 79 to the Daniels, Spielberg would win it. Best picture is a preferential ballot, meaning that to win best picture, you have to get 50% of the vote plus one to win. So there's 10 films nominated this year. If none of those films get 50% plus one, say like Top Gun Maverick gets like 5,000 votes, doesn't get 50%, over 50%, then those votes go to the second most voted which would be like, you know, every, everywhere, you know. Yeah. And you drop that until a movie gets 50% plus one. Dumb. If you don't get it, there's a great Vanity Fair uh, video <laughs> on YouTube that explains it much better than I could. There are 10 nominees and I'll just go over them really quick before we give our picks. It's All Quiet on the Western Front. Avatar, The Way of Water, Banshees of Inisherin. Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. So who do you have as your pick?
1: I have Everything Everywhere All at Once as my pick and the Academy pick, which I changed because I was thinking maybe like a month ago that they would go Banshees. I think after the last maybe like month. I was like, no, it's going to be because I wanted everything everywhere all at once to win. But I was like, I don't know if the Academy is going to go for that. Cause it's like weird and you know, they're not white, but, <laughs> but after this, especially after the SAGs tonight, I think, I think it's going to take it. And I really hope it does take it because it's going to be great.
0: I also think that the Academy is going to go everything everywhere all at once. And I would vote for the same. It's won the SAG. It won the SAG tonight and won the Producers Guild, but in the back is all quiet on the Western Front that won the BAFTA. And again, I don't it's, think it's
1: gonna. I don't. I. I don't think because of literally everything we've said is that it's a fucking war movie. And although it is a great movie, and I do think you should watch it, it's great. It's. I don't think it's best picture. Okay. Uh,
0: here's here's quality. a wild card that I've been thinking about. And I kind of go back to Coda last year winning where it's like we want something happy and like of energy.
1: I think of happy things in this whole
0: category. What if Top Gun Maverick <laughs> wins? Because That'd be amazing.
1: He, I love that movie. Because
0: it's a feel good movie. America, Tom Cruise. I don't think
1: it's going to win. I don't. Like, like.
0: It's the generic. If Top like, Gun
1: wings, I'll give you $100.
0: In just the way of the preferential ballot, like it's possible. No, I get it, yeah. It's totally possible. I've thought about that, like of like coming out of nowhere and I don't know. Like I think it's totally possible that it, it somehow wins.
1: That'd be cool. <laughs> it was, it's great. I, I would hate guy. it,
0: dude. I would. I, that would be another moment where I'd be like, I'm done. Like I'm done with
1: No, I'd be fine with the it. Oscars.
0: I, I wouldn't.
1: I mean, I don't think it's going to happen. If it makes you feel better. I don't know, man. It's it can't happen. I, That's like I said. I'll give you a hundred dollars if it does happen. I will give you hundred hundred dollars hundred dollars. Okay, hundred on dollars. Okay? If it ha- it's not going to happen. So that about does it for our Oscars special here. You heard all of our picks. If you haven't watched all the movies, watch as many of them as you can before March twelfth. Or is, just
0: listen to our podcast because we're mostly right.
1: Yeah, just like follow us. Whatever, it's fine. But <laughs> if you want to watch them. Um, the Oscars again air March 12th on ABC be sure to watch them and then check back to see if we were right or if we were wrong if yeah, we were we'll wrong. do a
0: follow video to see just how the ceremony went how many we got right how many got wrong
1: yeah if we were wrong you guys can yell at us in our comments or whatever um, <laughs> but be sure to do that at our Twitter and Instagram at pod, same as YouTube CutMoviePod TikTok Pod. if you search for it you'll find us there We're also streaming on anywhere you can find your podcast. So thanks very much for listening and we'll catch you on the next one. Cut. That's a wrap.